for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short hair dog and that name across your chest. Welcome to the Short Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short Haired Dog, episode 13. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash co-host, slash brother. Mr. Kevin Bennett, how you doing tonight, KB? I'm doing good, Mike. It's uh, good to be back after a, uh, man, really a convincing win this past Saturday. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, Mike, though, last week we were dealing with leaf blowers and weed eating and whatever was going on in my apartment. Well, we moved it to our actual home, um, and it's thunderstorming because Florence is making its way inland. Yeah. So, uh, Hurricane Florence bearing down on us. Yeah, I don't know if that's causing the thunderstorms that's going on in Jonesville sure right is. now. Maybe, but um, if you hear thunder in the background, we apologize. Yeah, like you said, in Jonesville, South Carolina. Right. JVL29353. <laughs> Let's go. No. I'm sorry, Kevin. Yeah, but, I mean, Saturday, Mike, um, we went into it hoping that's what we would see, and um, I think we got – we got what we wanted, Mike. Yeah. We actually left at halftime and watched the re- the second half because we made it home in time to see the entire second half on uh, on Channel sixty two. So that's uh, that's how we spent the rest of our Saturday night. Yeah. Well, I watched the whole first game on sixty two, and they didn't have any announcers or anything. Right. That was a that was a tough time. Right. Plus, that game was never really. I mean, we thought there early we were going to run away with it, but this one was kind of out of hand. So it yeah. was sort of fun to just sort of sit back and. Relax and watch the young guys play. A ton of young guys got some action. A ton of young guys. And, Mike, we'll get into it. But before we do, I do want to say this about VMI. While they are, in fact, very bad, yes. not even a little bit good, they're they're very, very bad. In all phases, honestly. They played hard. Yeah, they, they did. They really did play hard. I have to give them credit. They're not, they're not bad in the heart department. No. They no. have plenty of heart. But uh, they are – I heard them say in the second half, though, they're playing like 40-something underclassmen that are on that roster. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I think they had a lot of true freshmen just starting. So that's that's tough, especially when you're going against Walford. And, Michael, let's just say it. Walford's a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're a, top, they're a top 10 FCS team. And you take a team like VMI and make them come to Walford, I mean, that's tough. A, that's tough. Yeah. And Walford really – we – were able to show out a little bit. Yeah, and rolled up a big total of yardage. I think, what was it, 670 yards? Yeah, it's total a, offense. around there. Yeah, and that's a, it's a program record. Wow. So, uh, I, I will say this. I was not expecting that. No, I don't I know what either. I was expecting, but I was not not expecting them to uh, break the total yard record. But no. uh, here we are. That was more than, like, Johnson C. Smith and <laughs> – yeah. Union, Kentucky, and all that. <laughs> right. right. Wow. Well, Mike, getting into it, you mentioned the young guys, and um, that's one. That's one benefit of playing. Well, I mean, we would say like low tier teams like Union, Kentucky, and and what was it, Johnson C. Johnson C. Smith. Yeah. So I mean, North Greenville and those. <laughs> right, but technically VMI is probably on their level. But that's one That's one benefit of playing those teams is you get to see what you have in your young guys and you see what depth you have. Um, can't take a ton away from it just yeah. because they are playing against VMI, but some of the young guys got in pretty early, and one of them being Nathan Walker. 
Um, and we said it. I said it the first time I saw him. One, I was like, this dude's a lot bigger than I thought he was. And two, I think he's going to be a stud. And, um, Mike, he's pretty much solidified it so far in the yeah. first two games. Even against the Citadel, the kid runs really hard. And it's, it's, it's good to see uh, backing up Andre, who really hadn't got a lot of run yet, but you know it's coming. Yeah, it's definitely definitely on the horizon. And, I, you know, I just felt I felt as if at some point we were going to sort of hiccup and let him get back into the game because it's always what we do. We really didn't have that. No. When you turn around and we're up 35 to nothing, you're like, good Lord. Well, I'll tell you what what threw up a red flag to me on VMI was those first couple of drives when they broke when we broke those long runs. Their DBs were running with our receivers, and they were just straight up looking at the receivers. And when they turned around, our backs were bomb. Yeah. Like, they turned around and was like, oh, crap. <laughs> it was like I, when I saw that, I was like, these guys are not good. Yeah. And, um, and we really, you know, took advantage of it. Um, getting into it. Stats-wise, Mike, Nathan Walker, nine carries for 92 yards. Um, That's strong. <laughs> and the next leading rusher, true freshman quarterback, Jimmy Wirick, four rushes for 69 yards. Shout so, out to Jimmy. Yeah, so he got, uh, he got um, the second-half start. Um, Joe and Miller both took the first half, um, and Jimmy Wirick took the third quarter and made the most of it. Not only was he – um, successful on the ground with 69 y- yards on four carries, but he was five for six through the air for 35 yards. Hmm. Um, so, and I and Mike, there were two incompletions the entire game. Uh, Joe was eight for nine for 129 yards and two touchdowns. Miller two for two for 57 yards, and Jimmy Warrick five for six for 35 yards. So they finished the game, Mike, 15 of 17 for 221 yards and two touchdowns, and more importantly. No interceptions. So mm. that's pretty efficient uh, for the Walford passing game. How many times have we said that? Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Going I'm back to, to the Widmeyer days. I'm used to those like three for 11 for uh, 46 yards. Yeah. Maybe a touchdown and a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but very impressive just all the way around, Mike. But you mentioned it, the young guys. Um, Van Cleve got a lot of run early and that guy has next level speed yeah. along with tj luther now we saw luther we saw the speed he had against the citadel but van cleave shows that next level speed as well mike this team is so talented top to bottom yeah just so talented with just the skill some of these kids have it's uh it's some skill it's some skill we haven't seen in a long long time and you know what i you know what i started thinking like later on in the game i was thinking well man they're playing everybody they're going to play all these guys this year but then yeah. it dawned on me i was like wait a minute the red they there's a red shirt rule that applies to FCS too. Like it does. everybody talks about Alabama and these quarterbacks and all, but think about it. Now, like if, for example, at this point in the year, Nathan Walker, if he quit playing like this, you know, next week they could red shirt him. Yeah, not that they're going to because they're they're definitely not. No, but some of these guys that were playing, they may could still get red shirted. That is unbelievable. Did Walford play everybody they had? Uh, they, I think they did. I think they pretty much did. And, Mike, you said definitely not. I think they may try to redshirt Jimmy Wirick if they can. This oh, is Jimmy. one of the games. Yeah, yeah this I'm talking is about Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Wirick, if they could, they can, if they can redshirt him, that would be huge. And, like yeah. we said, playing teams like VMI and hopefully Gardner-Webb later on and PC later on in the year. PC for sure. Yeah, that we'll get a chance to, for those freshmen to get out there and play. Because if you go a whole year without getting any real game action, it takes you a little while to get your legs back under you, I would think. I mean, yeah. I never played college football, but I feel like it, it would take you a little bit to get back in the groove. And also, not only it, – it, it's like 
if you never play, I think it hurts you academically. I, agree. I think it hurts you just the dog in you. Just yeah. because you're used to being the man. And now you come to college and you don't play for a whole year. That's normally when you see a lot of psychological stuff going right. on. Hurts your morale kids, for sure. Yeah, where kids can't, you know, they can't make their grades, they can't make the workouts. And let's just face it, it's a tough life for a college athlete. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's you, a year-round deal. Yeah, I mean, and then just to think about it, you go from the big man on campus to wearing the red penny jersey on the sideline throwing yeah. up dummy signals. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that can that can cause you some problems. And you mentally. never can get any run. Right. Like, it, it's, you, you're not going to play no matter what you're right. staying over there. I, I love the I love the, the red shirt rule. I yeah. love the new one. And I think it benefits every team in the nation because you let some of those freshmen get out there and get an opportunity to play in some games. And you also, you know, they also get a chance to prove themselves. Yeah. Maybe they show out so much where you're like, look, we have to play this kid. Yeah. And that may and if, happen with some of the Walford guys. And if some of these guys were to blow up, like at the bigger schools, they blow up and they're awesome, but yet they're still sitting on the bench. Like for Clemson and teams like that. Right. They can transfer, go FCS. They can go other places where they can say, hey, look what I did against, you know, Middle Tennessee. I had a great game. You know what I'm saying? It, it allows right. them to showcase their skills as well. So I, I'm with you, Kevin. I think it's good for everybody. But I think Walford benefits huge because – now, if they have a guy get deemed with an injury, they don't have to just roll the fourth string guy out there. If there's a guy they're wanting to, they've been trying to hold back, they could actually plug him in there, right? And not have to like last year. It bothers me so bad that we had to burn Lovelace's it red does. shirt yeah. in North Dakota. And I know he would say that he's okay with it, but man, you would have loved to see, especially him now yeah. that you see him emerge as another right. tailback in this offense. He's going to average forty five yards carry. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I told yeah. you that. I was like, yeah. this dude's averaging. 50 yards a carry. I know, it's crazy. But, I mean, he really has emerged himself as a third back. He has. And that's huge. And, Mike, I, going into it, I wasn't sure who that third back was going to be. Yeah. But he has fully established himself behind Lennox and Blake as the third guy. Right. And really, I Because there's no McPherson this year, no right, Chapman. Right. And he has really solidified himself as that third tailback and maybe even as equal option as the other two guys. I just, would agree. Just because of his big playability. Now, granted, we've played two military schools, probably not the best back-end speed in the, in America. But still, the fact, like you said, he I don't know what he averages per carry, but it's way up there because every run for him is a big play. Right. And, Mike, we mentioned the, the speed of some of our youngsters, but we'll get into it later when we, when we get into the Wyoming preview. I want to see some of those young guys go against Wyoming because yeah. that's when you're going to see, do they really have this next-level speed? But from what I've seen – I think they do, Mike. Yeah, they do. I, I'm very impressed with some of the young guys that, um, and and you and you still got to give credit to to Coach Ayers and some of the staff that's uh, no longer there. They brought some of these kids in. Give credit to Coach Conklin and the incoming coaches for keeping them committed. Yeah. Um. And but I mean, it's it's very uh, it's got you feeling very optimistic, at, not only for the future of this season, but just the future of the program. Oh with yeah. Some of these these young student athletes that they've they've brought in. Because, Kevin, there's a big junior and senior class the next couple of years right. where we're going to lose a ton of guys. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people might be nervous about that, but when you when you see capable players coming up, and I know this is a this is a game where they're in mop-up duty, where they're absolutely just smoking, but there's some guys out there playing while the game's still in limbo. There were guys playing the first quarter who were young guys. Right. Um, and, you know, who played in the first game as well. So – like you said, I think it's very good to see that. And once again, the veterans stay true to form. But in this ball game like this, you let your starters get a lot of rest. You know, Andre had a hat on the whole game. He did. Like, after the second quarter, he, I mean, the second quarter, he had a 
baseball cap on over there, chilling. Well, it's nice to have that luxury. Yeah. When when Miller when Miller and Joe get the red the red jersey <laughs> yeah. on, they're throwing. I said up that to you. I was like, they're throwing up the dummy signals. Like you know, you're smoking somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, one guy I want to give a shout out to, and to me, he's the defensive player of the game, and it's another young guy, Mike T.J. Neal. Mm. He has the potential to be another. I mean, he he looks like another just stud linebacker for yeah. the Terriers. I mean, he has the look outside linebacker. To, outside, yeah. he's got the CNO kind of vibe to him, kind of Terrence um, Morris, yeah, a little bit yeah. with Jaira in there as well. I mean, he he's a mixture of all those three to me. He's size fast, and again, I know it's VMI. <laughs> but still, he looks very impressive. Yeah, and that just adds to the depth. And we were we were wondering about you know some depth on the defensive side of the ball, um, and we got some guys in there. Mike, who who's the kid that? And we talked to someone that is very very familiar. Just trust us with the with the program. Who's the defensive lineman that he says is so that has been just balling out at practice? Um, Lufkin. Lufkin. That's yeah. it. Yes. And he and he got some run Saturday, and he busted somebody he too. Sure did I said, "Dang yeah. boy!" Yeah. So I mean, and that's the thing about it. That game allows you to see that. So, yeah. Um, Mike, um, defensively, they VMI took it down the field, and I I don't know about you, but I was thinking, here, why are we doing yeah, this? Here like, we go. You could tell like these guys are <laughs> awful, and then it's like <laughs> all of a sudden they're like somebody turns around like boys, what are we doing here? And then yeah. we just clamp down. They shank a field goal, and then with our starters and probably even our second and third team guys in, they don't come close to scoring. Uh-uh. So uh, that that's the defense we we thought we were gonna we thought we would see, and uh, they clamped down after about three minutes of game time, <laughs> and really showed us what they had. So uh, really, just a dominant <laughs> performance overall by the Terriers. Um. I was hydrated this week. You were hydrated. Good to have you back at the stadium with me. Um, <laughs> Felt good. It did feel I good. I feel like you can hear me on a couple of the uh, radio calls. We had noticed it. Uh, we said. Okay, let, let's go ahead and address this. All yeah. right, there's a couple <laughs> things Couple things we need to talk about here. Uh, one of them is this. Uh, there was about not eight, 9,000 at the Citadel game. I think they said it was like three or 4,000. I would say eight or 900 yeah, at the game. Not a huge crowd. I think there was like... Thirty-five people from VMI, and then maybe seven, eight hundred from Wofford. I don't. I mean, that's generous. I think. I mean, uh, I think there were more there than we think. But uh, I don't know. We it wasn't exactly crunk. No, um, it wasn't getting very loud in there. No. Um, then the scoreboard got really quiet a couple times. <laughs> I, I was just sitting there going, "What? What's what's Fred, happening?" Fred was reading the ad, and it was like someone just was whispering in my ear. I'm like, "What's <laughs> yeah. going on here?" Yeah. Um, but, but still love Fred. Hey, hey, it ain't no hair off Fred. No. Somebody turn that man's mic up. <laughs> let my man let my man speak. <laughs> it was uh and Mike, here's what here's what we should do. Let's go through some things <laughs> that we were talking about during the game. Okay. My first one that I thought was funny as I was like, hey, they got twenty three there at receiver. Wasn't sure who Landon Parker was. We had a roster. I looked, I was like, okay. Landon Parker. As I'm looking at who that well, is, as you say, Landon Parker, they snap the ball and he scores a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you, can, uh, you couldn't like, write that any wow. better. Yeah, we were like, we were like, yeah. Also, we were pulling really hard for Karish to get in the end zone. Yeah, really, really hard. Man. He, just, he was so close. <laughs> I thought he made it there for a while. I, did too. I was so I did happy. Too. Um, what else did we talk about? Um, uh, we we I said something about if uh, if they keep doing this, Andre's going to break one. 
Yeah. And he broke one. Yeah, he did. Um, really, Joe and Miller just were doing whatever they wanted to out there. Yeah. And then, of course, I made the statement that Ryan Lovelace is going to have a 45-yard-per-carry average this year. Yeah. Uh, if he keeps it up, hey, I mean, it could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he it keeps happen. true to true to true to form in the first two games. He's certainly going <laughs> to be on pace for that. Yeah. But um, it, I mean, it was fun. I mean, it, it but was. it just got to but the it, point it, where it was, it was just to, so. We were just beating them so bad. Yeah, we were like, oh, man, it's just you guys want to get out of here, and yeah. Um, but went home early. We did. We're but, bad fans. No, but we watched it. We watched it, and um, but looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, um, with the bad weather coming through, and guys. We do want to like well wishes to the guy to the people in the lower part of the of the state and then maybe really the, up the coast up the coast. Yeah. I mean North Carolina as well. From what we're seeing, I mean we're recording here on what is it Tuesday night? Yeah, and it's looking bad. Florence is looking bad, and even Spartanburg could hit, get hit. Yeah, just because it's, it's sort of coming up right now. The latest ones we've seen, it's going up towards North Carolina more as far as the coast is concerned. Yeah. But it's kind of when it sp- hits land. They say it may take a turn to the left, and that could really hit the upstate. Maybe it's still a hurricane, and right. that is – That's very scary. That's hard to even imagine. But, you know, our thoughts and, and our prayers go out to you. We're, we're praying for all of you guys. And, you know, I know that there's Wofford players with, with family along Absolutely. the coast. yeah. And they're worried about them. And um, I hope that, you know, a lot of people are able to make the trip either to North Dakota, at least somewhere safe during this time. And North Dakota. Not North Dakota. No, don't go there. God no, Wyoming. Yeah, please no. Wyoming. I knew it was out there somewhere, but no. I, you know, we we just yeah. While everyone it, here, we just want to want to pray for. We're going to pray for you guys and uh, just you know have you in our thoughts because I know it's. I mean, it's kind of you know uneasy for us, right? And we're here in the Upstate. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of out of harm's way. I mean, we're not sure, but. For the people on the coast, um, our prayers go out to you, and, yeah. and for all the for all the players as well. Yeah, while it doesn't affect the game Saturday, like um, I mean, I think the forecast is sunny and eighty. I mean, like it's going to be beautiful in Wyoming, but um, you know, it still affects the loyal Terrier fans here back in yeah. back in the Upstate of South Carolina and and all and around all around, all, all around the coast. Because so, we talked about it, there's the Wofford program is all over the place. It is, it and is. so for the people that out there maybe listening on the coast, we're praying for you. And uh, stay yeah. safe. And thanks for listening to us. And hope, yeah, and hopefully you're somewhere, you're somewhere safe. You've evacuated. Um, and we're, you know, when that all comes right down to it, this is a game. Yeah. You know, and and, and we love it, and it's something we love, Wofford, and we love fo- college football. But when it comes right down to it, you know, somebody's life, somebody's home, somebody's livelihood means more to us than any game. Absolutely. So we want to first of all say that. But yep. Wofford's probably, you know, the players that you know, instead of sitting here in the pouring down rain for, you know, if it doesn't get bad here in Spartanburg, are probably glad to be. Out on the road, yeah. Take their flight out to uh, Wyoming. I, we, I don't know how to how to put this, but we've been pretty adamant. I don't know, vocal about how we felt as if Wofford was going to go and defeat Wyoming. Now I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know, taking back that statement. I'm keeping it still in effect. Right. I still believe that. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, Kevin, I'm beginning to think I had a little bit of southeastern bias. I would agree. Because you see Wofford play teams like Clemson and South Carolina and teams like even Ole Miss, teams that we were kind of in the game with, you're like, hey, when Wyoming pops up on the schedule, you're like, hey, we're going to bust them boys. But then when you start looking at it, you're like, mm, these guys mm. are pretty good too. Yeah. It's that east southeast biased. I know I'm biased. You know what I'm saying? If, if they're not an SEC or an ACC school, I think we're going to bust them. Right. 
But you know, Wyoming is a good football team. They let's are. go ahead and let's go ahead and address that. But I got a I chance to think, watch them, Mike. I got a chance to watch them. I think it was their first game against New Mexico State. Their defense is a real deal. Yeah, and um, they got they. Not quite the same mentality as the Terriers because they will throw it a little bit more. Obviously, they had Josh Allen last year, so they would throw it around. But they want to they want to run it and you know pound it down your throat, so to speak, and control the line of scrimmage. Kind of what Walford wants to do, but a little different. They're more of a traditional pro style offense. Um, and Mike, it's uh, you know it, I I'm with you. They're a lot better than I thought. Like you think, oh Wyoming, they're in the middle of nowhere. They're not, right. but which Wyoming people probably think the same of what like who? Yeah, Wooford. Who's Wooford? <laughs> you know, so. I don't. I think it goes both ways, but um, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm going to tell you this: with all that being said, I think if we offer to go in there and play like they're capable of playing and execute at the level, it's going to be a heck of a ball game. I, I think it is. I even, think it will as well. Even though you know Wyoming is a good football team, I still think Wofford can beat them. And maybe that's my bias. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Wofford homer. Yeah, I am. You know, I'm not ashamed of it. At me on Twitter, Michael, <laughs> Mike Bennett, WBCU, hit me up. You know, they can at you too, right? Yes. Came or, in at underscore five. Yeah. I mean, get that in there. You gotta gotta have it. Mm-hmm. I mean But I really feel that way. I don't like it's like and I guess we should go ahead and tell our listeners we, we have a we have a guest. We do on the podcast um this evening. Mm-hmm. Robert Gagliardi. Yeah. Beat writer for uh the Wyoming Cowboys up at the newspaper up there. Um, Mike, he was awesome. He was. He, yeah. he was. He, he knew a lot of information. Been doing it for about twenty years, and we got a chance to ask him a lot of good question questions about the Wyoming Cowboys coming up. Wofford and Wyoming Saturday. Is it going to be four o'clock our time or four o'clock I think it's their four time? Four o'clock our time. Okay, yeah. and it'll be I guess six or seven there. I don't know. No, if it's four here, then it's two or one out there. I think really? it's two. Yeah. Yeah, because it's later here than it is there. Right. Gosh. Right. The time zone, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I know I'm. That's a confusing process. I know I'm a grown man, but yeah. dang it, these time <laughs> zones confuse the crap out of me. Yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you. Even like in Alabama. It's a little different. Like when we went to the Birmingham Bowl, somehow we gained an hour. So it technically it was a five hour trip, but in, in time wise, it was only four. Huh. Okay. Okay. But then when you come back, it's a six hour drive because. It's technically it's the same time exactly you've been on the road. You're confusing me. Okay, but let's say you left there at you know five in the morning, you would get back to Spartanburg or you know Jonesville where we live. Yeah. At eleven Eastern. Okay. Well, let me tell you this: nobody cares. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know, time zones confuse me. Yeah. So don't but judge four me. Four o'clock here, I think. Don't judge me. A lot of people have problems with that. Yeah. Four o'clock kickoff here. Terriers at Wyoming. Um, like we said, Robert Gagliardi on with us. Excellent interview. A lot of insight. A lot of knowledge. We were very impressed. Yeah. Um, came in, hit us with a lot of knowledge. Um, and he he said in his interview, Mike, um, they're not overlooking the Terriers, right? Because um, they and and I had thought about that too. You know, the higher upper echelon FCS teams, and I would consider Walford one of those, Mike. They're in the top ten. They've been a perennial top ten, fifteen team here the last two or three years, and you know a lower. Um, not not like skill level, but just a smaller FBS non-power program, five. a non-power yeah. five. There's a there's a thin line between that, and he made that statement in his in, in the interview. Um, I, th- I think I think um, I think it's going to be competitive. I'm yeah. with you, Mike. And uh, 
I mean, without further ado, you want to kick it out to the uh, Robert Gagliardi interview? Yeah, let's go ahead and send it out to Robert. Now we're going to hear from him. You're listening to the Short-Haired Dog, episode 13. Keep on listening. We're here with Robert Gagliardi. He's our guest, a uh, beat writer for the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, Robert, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? It's, it's, we're, we're doing awesome. We're trying to uh, make it through this hurricane we've got bearing down on us. So I'm, I'm, the Terriers are probably I'm glad they're going out to Wyoming. I don't know if I've heard a lot of people actually say that that they're actually glad is the coming you know that they're coming out to Wyoming because it's a little a little more isolated than some of the places around the country. But uh, the weather's been good here, and even though the weather can change on a dime in this part of the country, um, the forecast for Saturday is, is sunny and near eighty degrees. So uh, um, you know, come on out. So, you know, if every if the, you know get out of that nasty weather, stay safe and come on out to Wyoming. I, I say. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Terry. You're traveling out to Wyoming this Saturday to take on. Uh, the Cowboys out of the Mountain West Conference. First of all, tell us who you are. Tell tell our listeners who you are, what you've been doing, and uh, uh, kind of your you know what makes you the uh, the man to talk to about the Wyoming Cowboys. Well, I I, I don't want to. I'm not sure. I, you know, maybe you just you know you, you drew the short end of the straw and my name came up. I'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure, but I've been I've been in the journalism business for 25 years. I've been covering this football program for better part of 20 years. Um, um, I've seen a lot of weird things. I've seen a lot of good things, seen a lot of heartbreaking things, but, uh, um, I always wanted, always enjoyed the college, the college sports, probably football more than anything, but also cover, you know, Wyoming bat, men's basketball. And, uh, um, had some chances to move on in advance, but, uh, I kind of, you know, I was born in this state, uh, grew up in this part of the country and, uh, just kind of found my niche here and it's, and it's worked out pretty well so far. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of here. I know what's a busy schedule this time of year with football and uh, being able to talk to us here in, in South Carolina. Is this going to be a long trip for the Terriers out to Wyoming? Uh, you know, the, we talked about it off the air. This is the first meeting between these two programs. i tell you where I want to start this interview here. I want you to tell us about the offensive and defensive schemes. What do the Cowboys like to do offensively and defensively, and what should we expect to see on Saturday? Well, offensively, this is a pro-style offense that uh, Coach Craig Bull runs that, that he ran at North Dakota State when he won three consecutive national championships there. So, you know, this is a, this is a complicated offense as far as, as learning it, but the, 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 the basis of this offense is to run the football. You know, Wyoming wants to run the ball, uh, even, even though they, you know, won eight games last year, had a, you know, the number seven overall pick in the draft and quarterback Josh Allen team didn't run the ball well last year at only 108 yards per game they're they're running in a little better this year uh they've had a little more stability along the offensive line but they're kind of still finding themselves right now they got a, a redshirt freshman quarterback and tyler vanderwall um has had has shown some flashes but uh has also shown uh shown some struggles of, of just kind of getting not 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 learning the game of just just playing quarterback at this level um it's it's been some hit and miss and, and unfortunately in the last two weeks against power five teams like washington state and, and and missouri it's kind of been more misses but they're going to want to run the ball first and foremost that should that that hopefully sets up their their passing game but the, the passing game really hasn't been very productive i think because you know at times the run game hasn't been effective at times they've uh you know, struggled, you know, the young quarterback struggled. I think at times they've struggled blocking form. I think at times the receivers have had some drops, uh, you know, maybe, you know, getting off press coverage. So 
really, guys, to me, this offense is still trying to find itself, but its premise is a is definitely a, a pro-style offense that, that predicates on running the football and being physical up front and wearing you down as the game goes on. And if, uh, you know, I, I think the best example of, of that was in the first game against New Mexico State on the road. This team ran for over 300, 300 yards, um, you know, uh, held New Mexico State the defense to 135. And I know we'll get to the defense in a minute, but after a while, you know, New Mexico State wanted nothing to do with Wyoming as far as running the ball. And they had three different guys, you know, run for one guy ran for 190. Two other freshmen ran for over 50. And as the game went on, New Mexico State absolutely wanted nothing to do with that with that physical pounding. So that's ideally what Wyoming wants to do on offense. Well, Robert, uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, what, what can we expect uh, defensively from the Cowboys on Saturday? Well, this is a four-three base set, and you know this was a this was a defense that returns most of the guys that led all of the country last year in, in turnovers, forced with thirty-eight, including eight in their bowl game win against Central Michigan. Um, they've got some cats on the, on on this defense. Uh, I think you start on the defensive line, and you got Carl Granderson, who's a senior defensive end who came to Wyoming out of out of Sacramento, California, at about six-five and about one hundred ninety pounds. He actually even played some wide receiver. In high school, and now he's wow. six foot five, two hundred and sixty-one pounds, and actually got a third-round grade from one, you know, NFL executive last year. So he's a he's a definite pro prospect that's really blossomed into a, a heck of a defensive player for for Wyoming. Um, in the middle, you got a you know you got some pretty good linebackers, but the anchor is is, a, is the middle linebacker Logan Wilson. Uh, he's a he's a local he's an in-state product here in Wyoming from Casper. He See, he was a cornerback in high school. He was recruited to Wyoming as a safety. Uh, played as a redshirt freshman as an outside linebacker because they needed help there, and, and turned out to be the, the conference's player freshman of the year. Moved to middle line middle linebacker last year and stayed there, and now he's a you know two hundred fifty pound you know Mike. So he's uh, he kind of anchors the middle and in the back end. I think Wyoming has maybe two of the best safeties, and not just in the Mountain West, but maybe in the country. And seniors Andrew Wingard and Marcus Epps who. Uh, just been phenomenal. I mean, they basically played in just about every game since they were freshmen. Uh, Wingard as a true freshman, Epps as a as a redshirt freshman. Uh, Wingard is approaching 400 career tackles here at Wyoming. Epps is uh, only is, is was a former walk on, but now is a three year captain, and that's only happened one other time in this program's history, going back to the 1890s. So you know those guys are good, and there's some other good guys around them. They're, they're a little beat up defensively after these last couple of weeks, but. Uh, there's some guys to draw on, and I think they're really anxious to try to get back to playing more like the Wyoming defense did last year because uh, Washington State and, and, and Missouri kind of kind of took it to them. So they're looking forward to hopefully getting back to playing the way it, it did in the first game against New Mexico State, and it did in, in a lot of games last year in, in or, you know last season. Well, Robert, like we said uh, off the air before before we got on the air here, that uh, this is the first meeting between the Terriers and and Wyoming. Um, for someone that's never been to a game at Wyoming, what what can they expect? What's kind of the what's the game atmosphere there um, at a Wyoming football game? Well, I, I will say that it's it's gotten a lot better over the last few years, just because that the program's been winning a little, a little bit more consistently. But you know, look, you know, one thing I can tell you is is, is even if the weather forecast calls for 80 degrees, you better bring something warm to wear because in this part of the country and at this time of year, it can change on a dime. 
but look, you know, it's 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 not a big stadium. It only seats around twenty nine thousand. It used to seat around thirty four, but they've done some renovations. They've added some some suites, and they've uh, uh, done some things facility wise. So it, you know, it's it's not the biggest stadium in the in the conference, but it can get loud. Um, it's you know, on a sunny day, you're over. You know, you got mountains in the background. It's it's a very fun atmosphere. And look. Here, it, it, the University of Wyoming is the only four-year college in Wyoming. I mean, it's the only show in town. There's junior colleges here, but none of them play football. Wyoming football is is the king here, and you know, there's only you know around six hundred thousand people that live in this state, and I say the vast majority of them live and breathe by Wyoming football. So, you know, I, this Saturday's game won't be a sellout by any means. But there's a lot of pride in, in this football program here because it's, you know, it's the only show in town. And uh, people from, you know, they'll, they'll drive, you know, six, seven, eight hours one way to get to football games here. So it's, it's a pretty special place. It's a, I'd say it's a very cozy place. But when it, when it gets, you know, you get 20,000 plus in here, it can get loud. And, uh, you know, another thing to take into consideration is the altitude. You're, you're playing at 7,220 feet. It's the highest it's the highest football field altitude wise in the country. And, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of teams come in here from sea level and, and play well and win here. I, I'm not going to say that altitude won't be a factor or can't be a factor, but if you let it be a factor, then you're in a lot of trouble. Wow. That's really interesting. We, we had never really even thought about that. We're, we're talking to Robert Gagliardi, a beat writer for the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, you talked about the season so far, I know they've had back-to-back losses to Washington State and Missouri, two very good Power Five teams. What do you think is the Cowboys' mindset as they head into this game with Wofford as a team? What do you think they're – you talked about earlier getting back to playing the defensive football they want to play, but the, this team as a whole, what do you think their mindset is right now? I think their mindset is they, they just want to win a football game again. I think, you know, the, the Washington State loss – was was disappointing you know because wyoming actually had you know they had a chance to you know they were up 19 to 13 late in the third quarter and then lost their their leading rusher and things just kind of went downhill and, and and even coach bull said after the game after that game that near the end of that game when washington state just kind of did whatever it wanted he kind of saw some things that reverted back to his first couple of years when they won when they were four and eight and two and ten and that was that was that was discouraging and disappointing and then Last week at, at Missouri, guys, I mean, look, you know, Missouri, I don't know what they're going to end up doing in the SEC, but Missouri was good and is good. You know, they, they may have the best quarterback in the country this year in, in the lock kid, and, and Wyoming just got physically beat up. You know, I, I don't know what the injury report's going to be or how that'll, that, what that'll mean come, come game time on Saturday, but they got, they got physically beat up and, you know, it's a pretty prideful team that has a lot of expectations and a lot of goals ahead of them. And still a lot of their goals are attainable, but you know, whether they're playing Wofford or if they were playing Oregon or if they were playing Laramie high school here, they just want to win a football game. So they have a bye week after this and then they open their conference play. And I can, I can, I can tell you this from talking to players and even watching a little bit of practice this week, they're not overlooking Wofford one because there's that they're, they're a good football team. And, you know, just because they play at the FCS level, if anyone knows, Craig Bull knows at, at his time at North Dakota state that, that the, there's not a lot of gray area between the upper echelon FCS programs and some of the, some of the, the, the FBS programs. And, you know, a couple of years ago, North Dakota came in here and, and beat Wyoming. And uh, we you see it all over the country every year that FCS programs go to FBS 
teams and, and, and win games. So I can guarantee you, I, you know, I think it's going to be a challenge for Wyoming, but they're not going to overlook the Terriers on Saturday. I can guarantee you that. Well, Robert, just to kind of get into it, what are you what are you expecting in the game Saturday when the when the Terriers and the Cowboys go against each other in in Wyoming? Well, I think to be honest, guys, I, I wish I could tell you what I what I what I really would expect, but I'm not sure because this is a team still again on offense. They're still trying to find itself. I, I don't know what we're going to see. I know late in the Missouri game, you know, they aired it out a little bit, but the game was kind of out of hand, and they did make some some plays in the passing game, but I don't know what you can take from that because it just seemed kind of empty to me because it wasn't like the game was on the line. And defensively, I'm curious to see, you know, A, who's going to be out there for Wyoming because there are some guys a little beat up right now. But I'm always interested in this when when Wyoming plays option teams. And in this league, you know, Air Force is an option team and in the past New Mexico has. So it's not like it's brand new for them, but – you know, look, you can simulate all you want with your scout teams and everything, but you can't simulate that type of speed and skill. Look, Wofford's got some guys, you know, and, and I know they rolled up huge numbers against VMI last week. So I'm going to be curious with that, you know, but also curious that a lot of these guys have played option teams before and see how much they recall and see just how how quickly they adapt to the speed of the game and everything like that. So those are probably some of the biggest things I'll be looking for. You know, you've talked a lot about uh, defensively about some of the players on defense that are really going to be uh, big for Wyoming on Saturday. Who are some guys on the offensive side? I know that you said you know that uh, they they've been trying some different things. Not really, unsure, you know, sure. But if you if you had a lot of guy, if you had to pick one guy out of the many guys on offense, who would be your guy to maybe you might see a breakout game from on Saturday? Well, you know, they're kind of their their most reliable receiver is 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 a, is a junior named Austin Conway. He's more of an inside receiver. He's a, he actually came to Wyoming to play on scholarship to play basketball. He's from the Denver area as a point guard, but also had F, FBS offers to play football. But he couldn't get the football. He just couldn't kick football, and he missed it a lot. And came back in and, and is really you know not missed a beat. He was the leading receiver in terms of yards and catches last season also returns punts so you know he's a guy that hasn't really broken out quite yet I mean, actually no one really has broken out on offense for this team so far this season other than uh, one running back who, who probably won't play this this week but uh watch for him and then another guy to maybe take it to keep an eye on is is Raheem Ismail Jr. and if that name rings a bell that's that's Rocket Ismail's son who played at Notre Dame and was the Heisman Trophy runner-up in 1990 to tie Murph BYU so he's shown some flashes he's got some he's got some really really good speed um he's also had some you know welcome to FBS football so to speak he started his career at TCU as a walk-on but didn't work out but he's shown some flashes he's got some good speed and maybe if he, they can get him out on the edge a little bit I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he has one of his better or, or, or maybe one of his breakout games this year. Robert, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned him uh, earlier, Josh Allen. Uh, he was, uh, like you said, the seventh overall pick in the draft. What was it like covering Josh Allen there that, that last year at Wyoming? You know, just What was it like being entrenched in, in Josh Allen mania, so to speak? Well, it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. There was never a dull moment uh, with this kid. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been around a lot of you know, you know, know, coaches and players in, in the time I've been covering college football, but I don't know if I've ever been around such a genuine genuine guy like Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, he had a lot of hype, and he had a lot of attention around him, and you know, I think he enjoyed it, but he would even tell me he just, he just wanted to play football. But it was fun. You know, it, it meant a lot to him. 
It meant a lot to this university, to the program, and, and, and the entire state. I mean, people were talking about Wyoming football. And, you know, they did a marketing survey from the start of his senior year all the way through the end of, of the, the bowl game and even into the NFL draft part. And this wasn't like real-time money that they got, but the media exposure that the Wyoming program got, in, in large part to Josh Allen, obviously, was worth $167 million. Now, wow. granted, that'd be great if that was real-time money that was in the bank accounts, but but still, for you know, for a program like Wyoming, and I don't mean any disrespect to it, that just doesn't happen very often. And I'm not sure if it ever will happen again. Maybe, but it doesn't happen very often. And it was just a really magical time for, for him. Um, glad he was able to, to, to finish off his career with a bowl game win after you know injuring his shoulder late in the season. Um, he did a lot for Wyoming, but Wyoming did a lot for him because this was a kid that had no offers out of high school, had, other than Wyoming, really had no offers even out of junior college. Wyoming gave him a chance, and that's something, no matter what Josh Allen does in his NFL career or even beyond that, that's something that Josh Allen will never forget. Well, Robert, we thank you so much for uh, coming and talking to us here on the Short-Haired Dog as we're getting ready for the game Saturday between Wofford and Wyoming. Uh, before you go, why don't you tell the Terrier fans where they can find you, where they can find you first on Twitter, and where they can find you, find some of your stories to read as we get ready for game day uh, coming up on Saturday. On Twitter, you can follow me at RP Gagliardi, and uh, online, all our content is on wildsports.net. It's W-I-O-S-P-O-R-T-S dot net. All right, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the Short-Haired Dog. We've been talking to Robert Gagliardi, beat writer for the Wyoming Cowboys. Take it easy, Robert. We'll see you down the road. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome back into the Short-Haired Dog. Appreciate Robert Gagliardi for coming on as our guest today, beat writer for the Wyoming Cowboys. And, Kevin, I don't know about you, but that was – I mean, I know we've had a lot of Wofford guys, and nothing beats a good old Short-Haired Dog talking to us, but – that was a heck of an interview, yeah, I have to say. Good to change it up a little bit. And, uh, I mean, if we're being honest, we don't know a lot about Wyoming. No. Like, we knew we knew Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I knew a couple players that had a you know a cup of coffee in the NFL. I know they had a running back, Brian Hill, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, Tanner Gentry, a wide receiver. We knew him. Um, but other than that, Mike, uh, we, we didn't know a whole lot. So, um, you know, it's it, it was good. It was refreshing to – to hear an, an, an outsider's uh, point of view, and uh, he really gave us a, a great preview of what to expect on Saturday. And there's a reason we don't know a lot about him. This is the first ever meeting. Right. Like, that is – that's unbelievable. And but, – but it's cool in the same breath. You know, there's got to – there's a first time for everything, and it's good to play a team like that because it is going to be a unique place to go for these guys who have never been anywhere. There's some in-state guys that's never left – probably hardly ever left the – left the state other than going places. Like some mm-hmm. of these freshmen that are in-state guys, there's no telling. They might not have been nowhere. We don't know. Right. That's one thing that's beautiful about athletics. It doesn't matter about your social class. It doesn't matter about any of that. When you get to Wofford and you get to a place like that, you get to go where everybody else gets to go. No matter where you come from, where you've been, all that good stuff, you still get to be a part and go to, go to a beautiful place like Wyoming. We have some people that we went to church with that they, they used to go out there to Wyoming. Yeah. Like for vacation, and they loved it. Like, if you're an outdoorsman, if you like nature, Wyoming is a beautiful place to go because they got mountains and streams and all that good stuff. But anyway, I don't know what that has to do with the matchup, but just not a whole lot. Throwing that out there. Um, but, Mike, I guess to kind of, you know, wrap things up here, I mean, Robert gave us a lot of good stuff. 
taking that into effect, what are you expecting Saturday? I mean, you you said you think it's going to be a good ball game. Give me a give me a score prediction, and also this. Give me a uniform prediction. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Um, I think I think uh, Wofford will wear gold helmets, white jerseys, and black pants on the road. Okay. I think Wyoming wore the white helmets. I mean, brown I didn't. I, didn't, and white I wasn't pants. talking about Wyoming. Their oh. uniforms, just Walford. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, gold, kind of the old Saints look. Okay. Um, Score. I think it's going to be higher scoring than than probably both teams think. Yeah, just because I kind of thought so too. And I just never get to, really goes to be a defensive slugfest. Most of the time, offenses just find little niches to do against the other team, even if they're very good defensively. You know, I'm not going to go back on my statement. I've been I've been riding with it too long. So ever since I found it on the schedule that Wyoming was coming, that we were going to Wyoming, they were coming to the schedule, I picked them. Pick Walford to win. And I've got to say with it, Kevin, I can't I can't jump off the boat now. Okay. I'm going 35-31 Terriers. Okay. Yep. That's it. That's what you're going with. Yep, 35-31 Terriers. Okay. Um, Mike, I uh, – let me see. I will go – I'm going to go black pants as well. I think we'll wear the black pants on the road. I think they're going to look amazing. Because um, there's no real pressure. Right. I if mean, you lose, it ain't like it's going to be bad I mean, luck. You lose, I mean, you go into it. playing Wyoming. Right, right. Um, while I do think it's going to be a great game, um, I have gotten a chance to watch Wyoming this year, and they are pretty good. Um, they were, uh, like Robert said, they were beating, they were beating Washington State late. Kevin, um, are, are you, you're not going to do this, are you, Kevin? I, I just want to be—I don't know. I mean, we get uh, we we got in trouble for being homers, <laughs> and we called people the I word, which was that harsh. was too far. That was harsh. Too far. And that's on us. Yeah, We're that sorry. is. It's strong. We're sorry. Strong. You've got to be a Christian. You just yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> let's see. Okay, you know what, Mike? Screw it. I'll go uh, <laughs> Walford 34, Wyoming 33. What? <laughs> By one point. One point. I don't know how they'll get to those scores, but oh, that's what man. I'm going to go with. Yeah. Now, We're probably going to get trolled let so me, hard. Let me, let me, I'm going to say this. Um, if I'm really picking Mike after watching Wyoming a little bit, um, I'm going to go Wyoming 34. If your money was – if my money was on it, I would go Wyoming 34, Walford 24. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go 34-24 Cowboys. Okay. Hurts me to say, um, but Mike, let's be real. Hurts me that you said I'm not that. a I'm not a moral victory guy. You're not a moral victory guy. Right. Um, but like when Walford went and hung in there with Carolina on multiple occasions with Clemson, um, I came out of there feeling pretty good about it. But you're also like, that gum, we should have won that ball game. But, but, Kevin, I understand what you're saying, but when are we ever going to win one? No, We've got to win I, one. I know. I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, I think, I mean, one, something that people's not realizing, a trip out to Wyoming's not easy on a team. Right. That's a long trip. That's a long road trip. Um, and with the altitude. We didn't think about that either. Uh, there, yeah, there is some altitude out there. Yeah. So, still. I think it's tough. Um, so, I'm going to give Wyoming the edge. We are going to get us a win, though, Mike. We're going to get us a we're going to get us a win over an FBS team, and I hope I'm wrong. 
I, you don't know how happy I would be if I was if I'm wrong about this. Um, Do we go back to Clemson next year? I, th- I think so. Well, you can mark that off. We probably ain't gonna win that one. No, um, but hey, never know. Weird things have happened. <laughs> That's uh, true. But Mike, um, really looking forward to Saturday. I yeah. think I think we get to see the toughest test of the year so far for the Terriers. I want to see how they stack up against them. I really do. And speaking of that, I don't know that we're gonna be able to see it. Really, we might only be able to listen. So maybe I have to hear, listen to our boy Jim Noble. Well, look, I mean, we've done we've done. We've done that before. We've done far worse. We sure have. We sure have. Um, Back when you, there was no app. Yeah, we sat no, in the Ingalls parking lot on Pine Street. We didn't have Wi-Fi. We had like dial-up. We sure did. Yeah. So, Tough days. Um, but we'll we, do it again if we got to. Hey, we will. I, I, we may find a way to watch it. We very well may find it. I don't know. We'll see what we can Let's do. Let's just fly out there. Screw it. Nope. <laughs> you got to be back at work. But... Boo. Like we say, as always, we appreciate we appreciate the listeners, Mike. Um, you know, some things have came up here recently, and uh, but we we appreciate people sticking with us. Uh, mm-hmm. They they've had the opportunity to go and listen to other things, or you can listen to both. That's fine. Um, but uh, we appreciate the ones that's you know still listening to us. Yeah, and 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 gave us some encouragement. Yeah, and I know that you know. A lot during the offseason, people were kind of like, when are you guys going to put one out? But we're dealing with a lot. Yeah. But it all has worked out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, her mom's doing good. Everything's going pretty well. And uh, we just want to keep it going because we're having a blast doing it. And we had a great time talking to Robert Gagliardi, who was a great guest. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did uh, talking to him. So, um, Kevin, I tell you what, let's don't, let's don't carry this on anymore. Let's go ahead and end it right here, you know, First of all, everybody stay safe this this weekend as, as Hurricane Florence makes its way to the coast. Be careful out there. You know, whatever evacuations or whatever they tell you to do, try to do it to be safe. You know, rather be safe than sorry. And for those people that, you know, their homes are going to be affected, the people that's had to evacuate the coast, be have them in your prayers this weekend, first of all. All right? That's number one. Second of all, get ready for some college football because I'm telling you, whether Wofford goes and wins or loses, it's going to be a heck of a ball game because Wofford ain't going to go and lay down. I'm sorry for anybody. So it's going to be a heck of a matchup. We're excited. I hope you guys are as well. We still have T-shirts. Another one is in the works. Another T-shirt is in the works. And I will give you a hint. Uh, think about the intro. Hey, don't don't spoil stuff. I'm not. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just – I didn't spoil it. I just okay. threw it out there. All right. Who knows? We could have a – I love Fred T-shirt now, coming now, out. Now that would be a T-shirt. Hey, that could be in the works. <laughs> so we appreciate you guys listening to episode thirteen of the Short Haired Dog. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Bennett WBCU. Kevin, where can they follow you? K Bennett underscore five. All right, so that's going to do it for the Short Haired Dog this week. Heading up to Wyoming to take on the Cowboys. Uh, Four o'clock kickoff, I believe it is on Saturday. We think. We think the the time zones mess us up. Yes. But good Lord willing, we're all going to be back here next week to uh, talk about the Wyoming game and look ahead, I guess, to the bye week. Yes. Bye week after this. So, guys, buckle up. Get ready. Terriers and Cowboys going to be battling it out Saturday on the gridiron. Hope you guys uh, go and have a good time. Hope you guys listen at home or watching or whatever we get to do at home. Have a good time as well. And, of course, we always appreciate you listening to the short-haired dog. And I tell you what, go Terriers. <laughs>
Go Terriers! Thank you for listening to the Short-Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Short-Haired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, Go Terriers!